Hi, my name is Alexander Hastings, and welcome to my show, Diary of a Trans Man. For more information, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Dare to be as exactly as it sounds, a lifestyle brand of daring people to be the best and most authentic versions of themselves. Dare to be apparel helps create a community where everyone can feel loved, safe, and supported. You are not alone. Dare to be brave. Dare to be authentic. Dare to create your purpose. Check out their selection of t-shirts at daretobeapparel.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Unlucky 13 Diary of a Trans Man podcast. It's been over a month since I last posted anything, and this is because I have been extremely busy out there doing things in the real world, and I've not had time to sit down and give you guys an up-to-date scenario of my situation. So, to recap what my last month has been like, first off... Uh, I went to the New York State Fair that was held uh, the weekend before Labor Day weekend uh, in Syracuse. I went on Friday at the day off. We had a three-day weekend. And I drove down to Syracuse and spent the day riding expensive rides and eating lots of deep-fried food. And I rode this gondola that was like a mile long and cost 20 bucks. But you could really see the whole expanse of the fair, so I think it was worth it in the end. I also got a new tattoo. It has been about two years since I was last tatted up. And according to my track record of one every year or so, you know, it was about time I got a new one. So the tattoo I got is based off of my original tattoo, which that I got when I was 18. And the original tattoo was SPQR with an eagle and lightning bolts, which is the symbol of the Roman legion and stands for Senatus Populus K Romanus, meaning the Senate and people of Rome. And it stands for honor, courage, strength, all the the attributes that I wanted to have reflected in my own life. So I thought it was a pretty good tattoo to to start off with. Plus it made me look like a badass. And now I'm continuing on with this tattoo, which was on my shoulder, with a sleeve dedicated to the 12 trials of Hercules. And now if some people incorrectly say Hercules was Greek, they are wrong. It is Heracles that is Greek. Hercules is the Roman uh, substitution of the myth, which is how I'm tying it into my original Roman tattoo. So I have Hercules wrestling Cerberus on my forearm, and that is the last trial of Hercules. And I've got a a lion kind of uh, behind his head, which represents the Nemean lion, which was his first trial. And I hope to get the other 10 uh, on there. But like I said, with my track record of one tattoo per year, it will probably be many years before this is completed. We also had a battalion organization day, which was another day off uh, at work. 
and this was the first time that I, I think probably fully presented as a male in civilian clothes to my co-workers in the army. I wore shorts and a loose t-shirt that showed off my chest and uh, obviously shorts, hair on legs. Um, and it came across pretty well. I think it's confirmed with a lot of people that were maybe questioning if I was trans because, I mean, it's a big organization, 500, 600 people. So I'm sure everything was passed around mostly by word of mouth, but nobody had actually ever kind of seen me in the civilian aspect yet. So I think it's confirmed for a lot of people, kind of, and it sure confirmed in my mind uh, that I was uh, passing as male. And nobody said anything. It was really good. I was accepted right away, uh, regardless of my appearance. So it's always nice to have those little affirmations from from others by by taking one step at a time. And along with this uh, update to my civilian appearance within within the army, I also completed my transition in the army. So the year long transition. I got my passport updated with a male gender marker. Uh, a few months ago, and I was finally able to submit everything in uh, once the year mark hit to Big Army, who approved my change, and everything is now updated in the system. So I can wear the male uniform and use the male lodging and facilities without having a exception, an exception to policy memo written for me by my commander. And it's nice to have that freedom. It also allows me to take PD tests as a male, which is an increase in standards. But after training pretty hard this last year, I can confidently say that I will be able to achieve those standards um, with any, without little difficulty. I also went to Darien Lake over Labor Day with my boyfriend. We went on all the roller coasters and big tall swings um, and had a great time. We got there right when the park opened. Uh, Darien Lake is down uh, in the farthest west corner of New York State. Uh, it was about a three-hour drive. But we got there at 10.30 and we managed to stay at the park until about 4 when the rain came in. We rushed off to grab dinner over at this little uh, barbecue place. But I had a good time. I hadn't been to an amusement park and ridden a roller coaster since probably I want to say 2016 at the latest it's it's been a hot minute <laughs> but I was glad to have that experience and then get to enjoy the day with him since I am leaving the state of New York in three weeks my life has been a little crazy packing and getting everything ready this includes turning in a bunch of my equipment back to the army. So right now, my house is a disaster. If I could paint you a mental picture, you could see my my office where I'm currently sitting to record this podcast has about one square foot of carpet showing. The rest is a mix of uh, sleeping bags and body armor and just laundry bags, stuffle bags everywhere. Uh, elbow pads, knee pads, just spread out over the entire floor. 
Because after five years in the army, I've accumulated quite a lot of stuff. I managed to turn in almost all of my ACU pattern stuff, all the old stuff, uh, to the CIF uh, facility when my time came. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm still left with a ton of other gear that I don't really use, especially as an aviator. Uh, I don't need elbow pads and knee pads in my aircraft, so <laughs> it doesn't do me a lot of good. This past uh, weekend, I went up to New York again, New York City that is, uh, to meet with Dr. Elliot Jacobs about my top surgery um, revision. So it's four months and we, he was just checking everything out. I still have a lot of scar tissue on my chest that I need to massage and kind of work out. And so we skip, we're gonna do another appointment in December, January timeframe to see if everything's loosened up. Now the main kind of thing about the revision for anybody who's had keyhole surgery, you know, your skin tightens up naturally when the fat sucked out. Um, but as somebody who had a slightly larger chest, it didn't quite suck away. Un or, But as somebody who has a slightly larger chest, it, the skin did not tighten all the way up. There's a bit of a, a fold, kind of like a V underneath the nipple where the incisions were made. And so what he's going to do with the revision is basically just cut out some extra skin to make sure everything lies flat and then... Possibly a, a nipple reduction. The one thing I am worried about, though, is that in the original monetary agreement, we'd said, he had said, or he had said, that I would have six months after my surgery for to get a revision and for it to be free. So I'm wondering if he's going to charge me extra for revision, which isn't going to occur probably until April because I can't, well, obviously I don't have a next appointment with him until December just to check, see how my skin's able to. And then I cannot leave the course I'm going to down at Rucker in Alabama until it ends when I can take some leave. So April would be the next time I'm able to actually go up to New York. So... Hopefully it's not uh, it's not too bad. Um, I mean, I, I already knew I was going to have to pay for the anesthesiologist again. But I can't afford, you know, another multi-grand <laughs> level operation. Um, I don't think my chest looks too bad, but I wouldn't mind it yeah, being a little smoother and, and, you know, more masculine looking. So this is the second time I've recorded this podcast today. Uh, the first time I made it all the way up to the 10 minute mark uh, before I got some news and deleted everything. And so since this podcast is, you know, my diary where I'm recording everything, not only about my transition, but about my life, I could use some advice from those of you listening, as you can kind of hear my my story uh, and, and give me some, you know, advice or just some cheering up uh, so I can figure out how I'm going to get some closure out of this whole situation. 
So a little background uh, about what I'm talking about here is um, my relationship. And I've been dating this guy since May. So we're going on five months right now. And I told him that I was going to be moving to Alabama about three weeks ago, I want to say. And we had lunch and, and I told him that I was going to be moving. And I asked him to come with me. Now, I know it's pretty early in the relationship for people to be moving into each other. But considering the distance is 1,200 miles, I thought I'd bring it up and ask and see if he wanted to come with me. Um, it'd be a new experience for him, and my salary in the Army would be more than able to cover both of us until he was able to find work if he decided to work uh, down there. And while it is, it was probably the first time I've ever asked anybody to move in with me in my life, so that was a big step for me, and I was really nervous. What made it worse was it seemed that he had started ghosting me the next day and for a week basically after that. And it turns out it was just our text messaging uh, apps for whatever reason weren't sending text through to each other. So we both had screenshots of of our texts where it was just one-sided conversations. And we only figured this out after I basically accused him of ghosting me on Facebook Messenger because I tried a different approach to get a hold of him. And then we shared our texts, and it was all cool. We sorted everything out, but I still hadn't seen him face-to-face -face in a while. So I asked if he'd wanted to, you know, hang out on his day off. And he said, oh, no, I already got plans with with a bunch of people. And I was you know, of course, I understand your life's not all about me. So, you know, go hang out with your people. Maybe if you have an hour or two that evening, uh, you... We can call me and we can grab dinner or something, hang out. He said, uh, no, I'm going to be pretty tired, you know, so we'll find something else or a different day to, to go out or something like that. So I was a little hurt, but, you know, I, I understand completely friends come first, you know, in a new relationship and especially somebody has to work long hours, like go see your friends. That's cool. Um, then I texted him for Facebook messaging, because that's what we're using now. Texted him again and asked if he wanted to get lunch sometime instead, because the uh, the hours he works are generally 2 in the afternoon to 11 to midnight, somewhere around there at night. So grabbing a quick bite to eat before work um, is easy for, for me and for him, because I come home to let out my dog and there's a couple restaurants right where I live so we can meet up get lunch that's we've done that a couple times um but I got no reply and so I said okay you know I'll try again later texted no no replies and so it's Facebook so you can see when somebody's seen your messages and I could see that he wasn't seeing them um, so I figured he must be busy or just doing something else or I don't know, but I kept texting cause I'm persistent and you know, I just wanted to reply, see what's up. Maybe he lost his phone, whatever. Uh, but having had the previous track record of the, 
a texting incident, you know, only the week prior, I was a little anxious, to say the least. So I was getting nothing. Finally, I saw, I said goodnight one night, and then I saw the next morning that he'd actually seen the messages, uh, but hadn't replied, which was upsetting, you know. Even a quick, you know, night, maybe with a jotted message would be something to work with. So I'd know he was thinking about me at least. And so I, being the persistent kind of guy that I am, I just passive aggressively texted good morning the next morning. Nothing. Did same thing, nothing, same day or next day, nothing, next day, nothing. So finally it comes to today. About two hours ago, I texted him through Facebook and I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a relationship request because I'm not that socially media savvy, Facebook savvy. I don't really go on there that often, so I hadn't, we hadn't done this in the past. I usually use Instagram and it's mainly for promoting uh, this show. So I said, I'm going to send you a Facebook relationship request and I'm going to change the settings so only I can see it and if you accept it I will know that you want to come with me to Alabama and if you reject it I will know that this relationship is over and I swear I started recording this this podcast and then I hit the 10 minute mark and my phone starts buzzing so I pause everything. And that's all it took. 10 minutes after an ultimatum to finally get a message out of this guy. And I will read you what the gist of it was basically saying. So he says, you know, hey there, sorry enough for not responding for a while. And then this is the kicker. My mother is still trying to figure out my phone after leaving it with them for two days. Uh, So as for the relationship, his mother told him to get an apartment up in New York. Uh, And he'd been looking at him a couple times. That's why I told him I wanted to talk to him before he picked an apartment because I wanted to see if he would come with me. But his mother told him to get the apartment. And he has to stay in the apartment until he runs out of money to pay with all the bills. He wants to be my friend and hang out before I leave. And then, of course, he got the state where I'm going wrong. So kind of shows he wasn't really listening at all when I was having this whole conversation with him. So that kind of sucks as well. But, you know, I'm 26 years old. I've been doing this dating thing for a while and I kind of, all my friends are married or moving on with their lives and I'm kind of ready that to settle down too, you know. And this guy is 24, um, but I mean, he's went to college, he's lived outside of his parents' home before, I know he's living with his mom now, uh, but it's it's still kind of weird that, you know... I guess he he cares more about staying up up in the north with his with his mom than coming with me, which I can't blame him. You know, family is important, but at the same time, you know, I thought we had a really good thing going on here, and I wanted to make something more out of this relationship, especially having been dating for five months. 
that it kind of sucks that this whole thing kind of comes crashing down with a, a let's just be friends text after basically ignoring me for, for two weeks. So I, I would have thought, you know, really any relationship over three months is what I consider a serious relationship. Having reached five months, you know, I would expect that either relationships would continue on and on and on, hitting the appropriate milestones until, you know, live or we got married, kids, family, dead. Or, you know, it goes down in flames, but it's a passionate breakup. Like, there's a reason for it. it things just don't kind of fizzle out with no kind of explanation. Um, or passion and then again I haven't really been in a relationship since high school it's been mostly when I stands first dates kind of tinder that whole thing um, but there was a lot of reasons for that mainly because I was well first off I was dealing with gender dysphoria identity uh, starting in 2018 when I kind of first realized I was trans and then before that I was really trying to pretend that I was a female and live the life as a cis woman which I, I just couldn't do but it, and it was re reflected on my relationships uh, that way so this was the first relationship I'd been in really where or a long relationship I've been in after coming out as trans being open and and stuff which I thought was uh was a good thing and thought things were going well but yeah I guess uh guess I was wrong so that sucks but uh I'm not really sure how to get closure on this because it was kind of the way he phrased it was open-ended you know like Stay. he'll stay at the apartment until he can't anymore so does he want me to wait for him and then if he can't afford his apartment he'll come down and move move with me and move in with me but you know once again I sent him a reply and then I've gotten him no response so I'm, I'm in the mindset more of this is done uh, axe the relationship clean break no contact because I'm not going back up to New York the army will not move me from New York to Alabama back up to New York that's not how they do that I will go to someplace else which could even be farther than 1200 miles away and I don't want to do that to either of us having that constant you know possibility maybe thing going on um, and I mean I could say we can be friends but I'm one of those people that, you know, isn't very good with texting uh, or staying in constant relationship with people that I don't see every day. And, you know, if, if we're living far apart, we might get a, a, hey, how's it going every once in a while, but that's about it. You have to be in the general city or area that I'm living in for me to uh, maintain our friendship to a level that's appropriate. But I could use any feedback, any thoughts on the situation I'm in. Maybe some comforting words, some sticker, happy stickers, uh, whatever you guys wanna wanna do. Maybe give your inputs if you've been through the same situation like this before. Uh, give me some advice on what what's uh, what's up.
All right, so uh, that's all I have on my rant for relationship drama. Um, seriously, though, I would appreciate the advice. If you like this podcast episode and you haven't listened to some of my other ones, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google, Mu- Google Music, whatever you're listening to uh, podcasts on these days. Um, if you would like to put an ad... In my show, I'm offering up 30-second ad spots at the beginning and end of every episode. Just send me an email at diaryoftm.podcast at gmail.com with your script, and I will sort it out, put it into an episode, and let you know when it's good to go. This has been Diary of a Trans Man. My name is Alex Hastings. I'll see you next time.